1: listening to Linux in the Ham Shack. LHS is a podcast about Linux, open source, and amateur radio for everyone. Now here are your hosts, Russ K5TUX, Cheryl W5MOO, and Bill NE4RD.
0: Well, hello everybody and welcome. You have tuned in to episode number 507 of Linux in the Ham Shack, the most terrific amateur radio podcast on the internet. Tonight is our deep dive episode. Want to thank you for tuning in for our deep dive episode. We always love these. They're potentially the most educational and potentially the most fun. So, let's see how that goes. But before we get into the topic and our guest for tonight, I'll go ahead and introduce myself. I'm Russ, K5TUX, Cheryl W5MOO. Has decided to sit this one out. And we also have Bill cool. N4RD. Good evening. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of, kind of twisted that up, so there was no real cue. So <laughs> yeah, that's okay. So as I mentioned just a minute ago, we do have a guest tonight for our topic because our topic is one of his software packages, the one that I'm gathering he's putting most of his efforts into right now, and uh, we'll find out a little bit more about that later. But please welcome in Mike K6gte, who has. Uh, done a lot of coding he's he's always coding and i think that's actually part of his discord so good evening mike how are you doing fabulous thank you for asking how about yourself well i can't complain i guess we'll, we'll see <laughs> how the rest of the evening goes uh i do have whiskey in front of me and uh it is sort of later in the evening when we're recording this than usual and uh, i hope that adds up to um a good night i don't know but, uh, I'm going to, uh, to start partaking of this and I'm going to let Bill start the interview because he's been in touch with you more than I have, uh, since, since our little, uh, parlay into the winter field day logger. And, uh, but we're going to, we're going to talk about, uh, some other stuff first. So Bill, let's, let's see how, uh,
2: how you do at the interviewing thing. <laughs> Very well.
1: <laughs> well
2: yeah, I mean let's uh let's kinda tee it off. Let's uh let's kinda remind ourselves um a little bit about uh, the last time you were on the show, uh you were here talking about uh another fine logging product, and that of course is Winter Field Day Logger. And uh geez, we just had winter field day, what, uh, four or five months ago now? So uh so uh, how has that uh, developed since uh,
3: since the last time we spoke to you about that? Well, it's all doing wonderful. You know, I'm w- working on it and finding bugs and fixing bugs and putting stuff in. So the time right now is divided in between uh, the actual field day logger and the and one of because I'm raising the interest that's kicked up on the field day logger, as you can imagine why. So, Yeah, I see. I'll uh, oh, go ahead. I was <laughs> uh, just saying I got a, a recent... Uh, Coverage of stuff and people have been submitting all kinds of feature requests and everything, so keeping
2: me hopping. Always a busy man. Yeah, I was. Uh, I was going through uh, your your GitHub repos, and of course, you have uh, well 41. Some of them are forks, so I guess those don't really count, right? But
3: <laughs> right, right,
1: right.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, quite a few here that have just been updated recently, including the uh, Field Day server, which is your uh, your logging aggregator for uh, Field Day Logger. Uh, I think among other applications. I think that handles several other uh other uh UDP messages from uh, like N1 MM and what uh, what's the other one? Log for old man or something like that?
3: It 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 primarily just it does exactly what it says. It just aggregates the the um the contacts from each uh, field day logger instance and passes, you know, chat messages and whatnot and notifies people when they're on the their conflicting uh bands and stuff.
2: Oh, okay, yeah. There you had another app in there that that was doing an aggregation of other loggers. That's that's probably what I was
3: confusing it with. Yeah, yeah. There's one for the field day, one one for the uh, winter field day. Oh, okay, cool.
2: Yeah. So the, the latest updates are on the field day server, the field day logger, of course, because that's yeah, went a couple of weeks. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> And then our other good friend that uh, we'll be talking about here shortly, which, of course, is Not1MM. And then yeah. uh, you have some other apps here I see for uh, Poda. Maybe you can
3: tell us a little bit about these uh, two little Poda apps that I, I see you have. I I had one called uh, Potato, because Poda, anyway, said Poda's part of Potato. So I had a Potato thing. It was just a simple, um, you know, pull in the the feed from the Poda site and you click on it and it tunes your radio and whatnot. Then I made another one based off of that one that has maps, and it you click on the 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 put a spot, and it'll fill in uh, everything you need for a contact. All you have to do is change like the you know the five nine nine or five nine, you know, <laughs> whatever it actually is, and then click log, and it creates an adif log for you, and you just merge it in when you're done. Basically for hunters. <laughs> Sorry, I just
2: just like joked to myself.
3: <laughs> I want to cut that out in the edit, right?
2: <laughs> anyway, yeah. Uh, so uh, which one is the active one? So is it Potato or Um Agrotin. Yeah, it's Agrotin. Oh, okay. Because the Potato, I think, has the most recent update. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, cool. And you have some other utilities in there. looks like uh, stuff that you've probably used to build your loggers with, including stuff for Morse code, some device connection stuff, as well as some file oh, yeah. parsing. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I have one for uh, like you know when you plug in a serial device and you don't quite know what this serial device ended up being. This will it'll just automatically tell you like oh you plugged in something oh it's you know ACM zero or whatever it happened to end up as so you don't have to you know ls you know dev serial you know it'll just tell you what your device is so you can go ahead and use it.
2: Yeah, probably simplifies uh yeah the, the application from using that as well. I, I was noticing I, I just uh I just uh updated my uh not one MM <laughs> and I'm missing libraries now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
3: Oh, from, uh, the big city logger, I think the big city parser, I think they added that recently.
2: Yeah, yeah, it was the big city one, or not, not CTY, yeah, uh, not CTY parser, and uh, what was the other one I was complaining about? Now? Yeah. Oh, the not one MM lib version test for some reason, so...
3: Oh, and that, that, oh, I should add that to the Git ignore then. Yes. <laughs> <We'll see
2: you. laughs> I just did a Git pull. I shouldn't have done that right before the show. That way I could bring it up. I was running on five. Uh, what was it? What was it twenty three five eighteen? And now I'm at, uh, at twenty three six two. So. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Well, since yeah, we're into, there, well, into into not one mm, let's talk a little bit about uh, uh, the the reason behind it, the inspiration, and uh, and kind of uh, what the what the direction is for it.
3: Yeah, yeah. So um, I, I, you know, we don't have a lot of nice things. Uh, we're kind of like you. You kind of feel like you're the second class kind of person because everybody developed you know for the highest target available, and you know like which is Windows. So um you feel kind of like oh we're kind of left out so and, and i didn't want to run wine and jump through heaps and do all that fun stuff to run not one m mm or n1 mm so i figured i'd throw my hand in there and see what i could do about it and so we wouldn't have to do all that crap or stuff i'm sorry Adam. can you cuss on this show sure you can yeah absolutely
2: yeah. <laughs> we have the, we all have right. an explicit
3: tag on our show so <laughs> excellent okay <laughs> yeah. so yeah uh, i mean wine is kind of you know eh. so i figured well we, we can get a native client and, and uh open source it and in case i die somebody else can take it and run with it and do good things with it because you know like th- there's a lot of applications out there where you know they it comes to a great state and then the person dies or, or they 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 just give away the binary but not the source code and the, the binary is built against some lib- library that will eventually die and then the application becomes useless and oh. I think open source is important, so. That's why
2: I did it. Yeah, and let's uh, let's remind people exactly because you know some people don't don't really know what N1MM is. So uh, <laughs> maybe we should uh, <laughs> expand a little context here around what this product is. And it uh, it is a contest logger for our good friend Radio Sport. And uh, as uh, as your GitHub README says here, uh, the uh, not one MM's interface is a blatant ripoff of N1MM. It is not N1MM, and any problem you have with this software should in no way reflect on their software i love that that's so funny
1: <laughs>
3: yeah yeah well you know it's like the the most obvious thing when they when they when you launch it up you go oh, it kind of looks like that and you go yeah and it kinda does there's a reason for that so you know and then uh you you just want to dispel any any misunderstandings or you know anything that can come about from that thing oh you're trying to do this and then that and that. no it's nothing like it just just it's two different things move on
2: <laughs> it just happens to have a very functional user interface that happens to be very similar
3: <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. I, I wanted I wanted to be like like if somebody um was coming from a windows environment and was used to the uh, the program that it wouldn't be like so alien to them you know they could pick it up and start using it you
2: know? yeah and as kind you of- said before it's uh these this is kind of the area that uh, you know we've definitely kind of then left out in the cold uh for uh for decent yes. contest logging software so
3: yeah 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 and i i myself am, am not a contester so I, i'm doing my best so <laughs> so <laughs> if uh, anybody happens to use it and they are uh you know right in the world contest contester. let me know what i'm missing cuz i'm sure there's some glaring Things that are missing that should be there. I, I welcome suggestions of all types.
2: Awesome. So let's talk a little bit about the uh, underlying technology for those that aren't uh, real familiar with the application. Uh, so why don't you talk a little bit about the license and uh, the the actual uh, language used to program in and the maybe the UI toolkit?
3: Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, written in Python. It's uh, GPL three, um, and it uses a cute library. Nice. I kind of wanted to do uh, gnome, but it's eh, it the it, uh, the the bar. I mean, the getting to gnome from Python is kind of not great. It's not a first class language for them or GTK four. Uh, so, but the the bindings are all there. And they they all work great. It's not the greatest library to choose from because the it itself is not open source, but the, you know, you, you take what you can get, I mean, KDA uses it, so KDE uses it, it should be okay. So, um, um, but uh, it uses uh, UDP trafficking um, between um, like like the, the, band, um, the band map and the logging window, the actual list of logged contacts. Uh, there's UDP traffic in between the three applications. And then um, if you, um, it sends out, right now it sends out um, N1MM, um, packets like uh uh whenever you get a a contact or um delete a contact and you know change contact all that all that context of it, it sends the udp packets out to the or that n1 mm should understand <laughs> uh i myself don't use n1 mm so i'm basing it on um their documentation which is not always the best documentation because you you look on their site and it, they'll give you like the xml output and it says it should be this but then in practice it it's something completely different but um um the um like the node red dashboard that uh kyle makes um it it does it posts up there and it all looks normal so thought about making it so it would be a drop-in so you could show up at an event with other people running n1 mm and have the client work normal <laughs> within their environment but I don't know about that because on the N1MM site, it says, oh, you know, the client needs to be the same version and whatnot. So I don't know what checks they have on their side and they're not completely open with uh, or at all with um, the changes they make or, you know, they don't say, oh, we've added a a database table, you know, (laughs) a column to the table. And they don't tell you that because it's all in, you don't need to know that normally. So they don't expect um, somebody to be doing what I'm doing, I'm assuming.
0: So yeah,
3: we'll see how it works out. Um, I would hate to have, um, you know, somebody show up and um, it does bad things to their environment, which I, you know, I I personally don't have an environment to test in because I don't run any Windows machines since like 98. So uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Well that'll be just like I've every other run.
2: ham's computer, right?
3: <laughs> so yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> run
2: yeah. Run an old version of Windows. Uh, so uh, so yeah, you kind of mentioned that uh you, you've been deep diving into um some of their uh, their their documentation and possibly forums and stuff like that. Have you had any interactions with the uh, N one MM development team at all? Uh queries, questions, mm-hmm. answers?
3: Nope. <laughs> No. <laughs> I don't know what actually. Well, I mean, I I don't really have a reason to talk to them because I I you well know, heard things, you know. Well, see, like I'll go ahead and preface
2: this. I, I've, I've we've heard from uh, Tom <laughs> that uh, there was a question asked about parsing certain contest entries. And that's what oh. I was, uh, I was, I was wondering if that actually communication actually exists, or Tom was uh, uh, making that up. <laughs> uh,
3: it, it wasn't for me. If that's what it was. <laughs> so I don't know. I, I just, um, I, when I was looking at the Node-RED stuff, uh, um, checked their packets, and the N1M M side said, oh, when you update, uh, contact it. It does a delete and then an update, and I'm like, okay, that's kind of odd, but we'll go with it. We'll go with the doc says, and I'm looking at the the node red stuff, and it doesn't do that at all. And they confirm that no, it it doesn't do that at all. Okay, you know, so I've uh I have run um Windows uh 10 inside of a, a VM um and run you know n1mm on it and threw a sniffer on there and you get what package you can out of it and. You kind of guess what the black box is doing that you can't tell what's inside based on what you can see from the outside so yeah uh, they, but they they don't readily update their their documentation often so no. Yeah. but that that's that's low source and open source stuff that's one of the banes of of software is like the the documentation is never where it should be so yeah it's just how it is. You well, live <laughs> with it.
2: Move on. It's not like you get a dev kit with the product or anything else like that. So it's not like you right. everything yeah, is yeah, kind of strapped on to everything that kinda leaks leaks from the outside.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a black box and you just you just see what comes out of it. You see what goes into it and what comes out and you kinda guess what goes on in you know, in the middle. So I'm I'm sure they they have a great dev team. I don't know how many people work on that. that must be a lot, but <laughs> Yeah, I'm,
2: I'm sure it's I'm sure it's more than one. <laughs> yes, <laughs> <laughs> I heard somewhere in the yeah. neighborhood of like eight to 12 or something like that. Contributors yeah. and, testers and stuff like that. So,
3: yeah, um, I, I can imagine it, it's a big project. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah. And I've been I've been involved in many of those bigger windowy's type projects. And yeah, the, it does take quite a few to maintain everything. <laughs> yep. 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 It, yep. Yep. <laughs> It's uh, pretty weird. All right, so let's talk a little bit about the application now that we kind of talked about the gory bits first. Um, obviously, when people first, well, let, let's talk about how do how do people actually get this uh, with ease? I, I just I just clone the GitHub repo, <laughs> and I'm sure no, that's, that's not the recommended way. Yeah. But like, there's other no, ways no. of
3: getting this in there. Yeah, yeah. The the easiest way is um, basically pip installing it. So pip install not one mm. Or pipx pipx is probably better, uh, but I just put pip on there because half the people don't have pip and nobody has pipx, but pipx (laughs) is probably the best way to do it because it, you know, it creates a virtual environment for it and everything. But, uh, it could be as easy as, you know, installing pip on your, you know, your distribution and then just go pip install not one mm and it'll pull everything in. Um, you might have like a. Uh, you might want to install um, the cute libraries um, through either apt or, or dnf before you do, because it'll uh, the the uh, cute library it pulls down through pip may not be compatible with what you have. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. So That's what the, uh,
2: what version of pip is it looking for? Or oh, sorry, not pip, cute. <laughs>
3: sorry. Uh, I think it's like five dot what fourteen. Okay, so the five x series. So the five. Yeah, 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 yeah. I haven't
2: and what ahead. version of Python should people be like running?
3: It'll work. Yeah, it'll work with three nine. Um, so I I had it pinned at three ten, but that's because I was being lazy and I didn't want to test if it worked with three nine. But I backed it down. You know, the requirement were down to three nine, and so if somebody could test it on a Pi, and it worked fine on a Pi with three nine. So we're we'll, we're saying 3.9. <laughs> three nine, unless somebody says different. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I'm thinking, what does the LTS come with? I think the LTS still has 3.8, doesn't it? 20. No, I think it's 3.9. Is it three nine two? too? Okay. Yeah, I just yeah. wasn't sure. I'm running 3.11, so on <laughs> my machine. Yeah so, am I. <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah, so my. Yeah, so
2: it is slightly different. There are some other random things that you run into, and I'm sure you've seen that too. If you do a lot of Python yeah, yeah. development, there's <laughs> some, yeah, some deprecations I mean, in libraries between versions of Python.
3: Right, or or they add a new thing to Python, and you you start using the new thing, and yeah. you forget about everybody who doesn't have it yet. Exactly. <laughs>
2: <Whoopsie>. <laughs> exactly. So there's no binaries out for this, but like people in the Linux world shouldn't worry about that, right?
3: <laughs> yeah. No. 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 It's a, it it. There's no binaries. No. So I could I could probably do a Py installer thing and make a binary, but why? Maybe <laughs> I'd be building binaries for everything, like a binary for Ubuntu and a binary for Fedora and a binary for the Pi and nah. Just pip install it Because it's it's just a script. So, you know, there there's no there's no, you know, lib libc bindings that it has to a specific version has to run on or anything.
2: Yeah, and there's a an PR package for the Arch people. So,
3: right to hey, GitHub.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. so, that's nice. Yeah. I didn't even think about doing that. Yeah. So uh so once you get it installed you it creates a uh well most likely if you have a UI system <laughs> to <the> menu yeah <laughs> so you if you uh just uh you know hit your start and then you you would see the the not m1 mm as your uh your option and it loads up and it looks like a very familiar uh, interface and uh, I think yeah, when yeah, it first yeah. pops up it asks you to uh do the configuration is that the is that true I can't remember now.
3: Yeah, it, it asks you about your station and, you know, and like your grid square and your uh, your ARL section and your, you know, your, your, um, the station, uh, call sign and all that stuff. It's all straightforward. What's your, you know, what's your name? What's your email? Um, I, I don't capture any of that. It's just for the, the, the Grillo file. I, I don't Absolutely. have any like telemetry or anything going on. But I could care less about all this. <laughs> <laughs>
2: and you have the source code so you can uh you can inspect it yourself right
3: <laughs> yep 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 yep
2: so uh well, other than uses, that, what it, kind of database does it use uh sqlite okay cool
3: yeah so it's just everything has sqlite and you don't need passwords or permissions or anything like that and i figure um purity is really not an issue because you're the only one that's using it and you can only you can hack yourself all you want so you know <laughs> it doesn't matter so sqlite's a a good solid uh, platform to go on like uh you could have less problems like um a cqr log has like every time you try to load that thing up it you know it's like maria (laughs) (laughs) No, it's just simpler and if you want to start over you just erase the file and off you go you know
2: yeah so that is one one slight difference with this is that uh i believe with n one mm you can create a new database file to make sub databases in within the UI. And I think
3: you don't have that, do you? No, yeah, you do. You've they okay. they do the, pretty much the exact same thing I do. So okay. you can have you can have one database and you could fill it, you could keep that one database and, and every time there's a new contest, you create a new contest and run your contest and Tell it which one you want to run, or you can create a, a database for each and every contest, or you can create a database just for field day stuff and do the field day on just the field day ones. And it's all up to you. You know, so it's exactly the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. Not not having mine running right now is the uh, <laughs> just like <laughs> winging it from the uh, website here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, uh, so when you have to, uh, so if you, if you save a contact or sorry, save a contest, you close the app, you come back in, you just open the contest as usual. So it works exactly the
3: same. Yeah. It remembers the last one you were using, loads that automatically. If you want to change it to one that was previously, or you want to look back on something you previously did, you just open the content, click file, open contest, and it'll show you all the contests in the database and you pick whatever one you want to look at or operate on.
2: Excellent. So within the context of the configuration settings, this is where we get into all the things that your application can talk to, which uh, looks uh-huh. like it can talk to lots of things right now. So uh, so the lookup options, I guess that's for your call sign lookups. That goes to what, QRZ, uh, HAMQTH, and HAMDB?
3: Yeah, there's one of the three that it doesn't do. Yeah, I, I think HAMDB, the one that doesn't require username and password, that one it doesn't do. I don't remember why. <laughs> Because <laughs> <laughs> my field day loggers use it and everything. So I f- oh, I know why. Because usually um it's a contest logger and you're usually contacting people from other countries and everything. And yeah. HamDB DB doesn't quite do a lot. They they do like, you know, US, Canada, yeah, North America Australia. basically. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It doesn't do a lot of European or or anything else. So I figured well, it's not that useful. <laughs>
2: So do you have so, also a way to connect to the sound card? Is that to
3: do um, audio audio messages? Yeah. So this this program's my first foray into audio with Python, which, you know, we'll see if it works great. <laughs> but um, uh, basically, you you um, have, you know, function keys, and you press function key, and then you you can record things and have it play through your radio and, you know, over the air so that's one thing if you use this you're gonna want to record your own stuff because it's all in my voice and i'm an idiot you know you don't you don't, <laughs> don't want to sound like me on the contest but you know it'll it'll do um it'll it'll transcribe like if you like it, one of the things is you know send who the contact is and like if it's russ you know, you know it'll say his call sign uh phonetically because there, there's phonetic files for every letter uh, so you're gonna have to record all that stuff and uh, you know normalize it and all that stuff so oh, the levels are all right. Good luck. So, <laughs> you know,
2: I remember, I, never, I remember doing that once, <laughs> and I was like, "I yeah, never ever doing this yeah, again." Ne-
3: right? I had that feeling when I first made it. I'm like, "Oh, this, I don't want to do this again." So everybody gets my voice. <laughs> so, sorry.
2: <laughs> That's why most people just like copy the last part of the the contact. If they're doing a serial number, they'll do that by hand or by you know regular voice, <laughs> and they'll just yeah, say, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, hey. yeah," and you'll hear the recording kick in.
3: Five nine nine. <laughs> Alpha. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah so I'm gonna. Uh, I'm probably gonna put. Um, like, I, I primarily wrote this for me, and everybody can use it. Great, but primarily I wrote it for me. So I have an Icom uh, seventy three hundred, just like half of America does. So um, I'm gonna add where you can, um, you know, send the, the voice messages that are in the radio itself, as opposed to you know. <laughs> As opposed to my ugly voice, you can say, you can record your stuff on the on the um on the radio and play the messages from the memories on the, the um the radio. But that won't help you much. You can like um that won't help you much with the the phonetic stuff and the number stuff. So you'd have to still do that. Sorry. Yeah,
2: that has it's kind of like the longer form. I think you only get like yeah. so many of those messages and stuff like that. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you can do so that cat- whole CQ, you're called, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah. You get the, the burn. CQ, CQ. Um, so the cat control. So it looks like you got several options here as well. I mean, we're really familiar with obviously rig control D and FL rig. That looks like uh, the way to go. And uh, you have direct bindings as well as obviously hitting the TCP ports and stuff like that for it.
3: Yeah, yeah. And uh, oddly, uh, somebody's been like on the Ogratin program, somebody's been adding the um, Omni rig stuff to it. Well, oh. I can't test it. So. <laughs> but, you know, hey, <laughs> if you want to run this around, I can't imagine why. <laughs> much better stuff to run. <laughs> but we may add wow. that just for fun. Shits and giggles. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so we also have a CW keyer interface. So I'm assuming this works with like a wind keyer or USB key or maybe even your rig if it has like a built-in keyer or something like that.
0: Yeah,
3: it works with wind keyer. Oh, um, well, okay, it, it runs with WinCure if you run one of my other programs, uh, Pi Win serial or whatever I called it, it, it's in my repos, you can get it. But, um, yeah, I wrote a program that talks with WinCure and you can send it like XML RCP commands to, you know, change speed and send characters and whatnot. Anyways, uh, you run that and, um, you can send it commands and it'll spit out the CW or it'll do the, the CW daemon in case you, because that does, there's a version of CW Daemon that uh, talks to the wind cure as well. So you can yeah. use either of those. So. Yeah, that's so
2: awesome. if you already have that set up for, like, an existing station logger or whatever, then, you know, obviously you can just use that. That's pretty cool. Yep, yep, yep. So you also have a uh, cluster connection, so you can uh, get your spots. That's pretty standard, I suppose. Uh, yeah. yeah Is yeah. there anything else here that's neat? A group? What's the group thing? Group, group.
3: Um, oh, that's going to be the... Um, I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> Honestly, it's the AR right now. cluster server <laughs> port used for the band map window. Um, uh, uh, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, I Let's just see. ported the library over from one of my other programs. I, and I disabled it. So it may not, it may or may not show up as an actual useful thing. Um, <laughs> yeah. So the, like the, the band map thing, and you can, you can take like a partial call into the, the call field, like, uh, like if you see something in the band map appear, and it'll say like you know PJ two T five or you know whatever, you could type a partial call and then you press Control G and it'll jump to that call in the band map and it'll tune your radio and all that good stuff. And you can use the arrow keys to jump up and down the the band map to the next call, so you can work. You know if you're searching and browsing, you can go down the list and hit each one and. All that good
2: stuff. So you have the the band map already built as well. So as you type yeah. in calls and work them, they, they're on your band map. So that's a separate little window that pops up in N1MM, and I'm supposing not 1MM. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: yeah you, and also you if you type you
2: in... If you type in a partial and don't work them and you rotate away, does it continue to save that as well? Or is no. it only save the
3: worked ones? You should put in a feature request for this, <laughs> Because
2: <laughs> there'll be, like, I'm a QRP guy. So it's like, I'll put in call yeah. signs and I'll be like, oh, yeah, I'll yeah. have to come back to this one and I'll rotate away. And then, and as I'm searching and pouncing. Um, yeah, yeah,
3: because they, they could be like 30 people on them and you're just like, yeah. oh, just wait till it calms down.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Yeah, that's your N1MM does that. So, but uh, I could be wrong. But that'd Maybe. be an awesome feature. <laughs> yeah,
3: put, put that in there. I'll I'll do it. I'll make it happen. <laughs>
2: this is great. This is great. <laughs> Get it all working for me. now the uh uh, the one thing that i know we've talked about in the past is that uh is riddy and and it's not quite uh not quite there for uh interacting with some kind of riddy app is it
3: yeah because like i said i I wrote this for me (laughs) and i i I don't do riddy so riddy's not there so um, so sad pr request you know prs are gladly accepted so (laughs) (laughs) make a pull request it'll be there
2: I know we uh, we talked about that uh, MMTTY thing, and you yeah, said that it, you said it was open source because you said the license was an open source license, but you no yeah, one could find the source. I
3: think, it, I think it's, it's written for, in Pascal or something that nobody's going oh to compile ever again. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. We'll have uh, a yeah. okay, two CQR compile it for us. There we go. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. Oh, that's great. I had I had somebody contact me, and they wanted me to make the the logger. Exactly like some other logger they use, but just like one slight change. So I'm like, no, I'm not going to
2: do
3: that. This <laughs> was a completely different program. i like, I really can't do
2: that. Yeah, can you rebuild N3GFP for me, please? Or can you rebuild? Yeah,
3: yeah. It? No, it was, I think it was TLF or something. Oh. But he just didn't he didn't like pressing one key combination to do something it's like oh this would be really great if it was just like this i'm like yeah, it's really not gonna be
2: yeah. <laughs> you just have to <laughs> expose all the hot keys for editing or whatever right it's like uh no. yeah yeah no
3: <laughs>
1: <Okay>. no
2: no <laughs> well there's just something about that i mean i think that's really what draws people to individual loggers it's probably not even the interface so much as it is the the use of the keys you know the, the shortcuts yeah. Already being there.
3: Um, yeah, they got a I muscle mean, memory going on and they're used to, you know, just, and they don't even have to look at it and they just, you know, type and go and log, 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 log. But they they build up an a intimate muscle memory knowledge of the program and, you know. Yeah, it's very hard like to it. get
2: away from it. <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. And I recall like uh like as uh, using N1MM, the reason why I kind of went to it is because I came from CT as my logger back in the 90s, uh, back in the, you know, using DOS and everything else for, for yeah. Yeah. logging and stuff. And, uh, yeah, it, like, the keys are exactly the same, the way it works and everything else, and that's why I just kind of, like, went right into it. I'm like, oh, this is great. This thing works exactly the way I'm, I'm used to logging for contests, and, um, yeah. Yeah, you know, I'm not always, I wasn't always a QRP contester, so I used to have to do, like, you know, runs that, you know, <laughs> you're doing, you know, 600 Qs <laughs> per hour plus, you know, plus, plus, plus. I think uh, at the Oh, yeah. When I when I did the portable event for uh, the, the centennial event or whatever for W1AW, I think I had a run of like a thousand cues per hour once. So I was like, okay. <laughs> on voice, <laughs> I think it was seventeen okay. meters on voice. <laughs> so uh, yeah, um, but yeah, it takes you just logging and like I, I'm a kind of guy. I can't even I can't log with a person logging for me because it's like I can't work the radio without logging it. <laughs> Yeah. by hand myself it kind of just totally yeah. throws me off so <clears throat> but uh yeah yeah it's it's just those those key bindings are so so critical to uh to uh you know the ergonomics of doing uh radio sport for sure
3: right right well, I, uh, if it works for them great
2: <laughs> so
3: but,
2: uh, uh uh let's get into something a little bit maybe more out of the box so like uh i know a lot of people are doing so2r where they're using two radios and a single
3: operator Uh is this uh set up to work that way no because i only have one radio (laughs) (laughs) and i have no way to test this if sure i can make it and program it and it might work i don't know (laughs) you know i can only i can only write what i can test you know I mean, you I could yeah. you could
2: install two instances, right? Or have an instance running in two different yeah, places, sort of. Yeah, maybe.
3: well, no, you'd have to change some things. But, yeah, you, you, if you change the source code for the, if it worked on different um, UDP. Um, oh, yeah, they'd have to stay away from each ports. other. Yeah, yeah, because you, yeah. You'd, yeah. <laughs> well, actually, if, if you called, no, that would work because it looks, it, it, I remember having um, something running in my shack and then, um, programming something in the house, and I couldn't figure out why it wasn't working. And then I figure out, oh, I, the, the program's still running in the shack, and it's getting the UDP packets, and it's it's screwing everything up. So I put in there that uh, it looks for the state, the um, the call of the actual um, the um, so the NetBIOS name of the PC. So yeah. It looks for the NetBIOS name of the PC, and that's you know, if it's not from the same thing, it it knows it's not it. So it'll work. It'll yeah, yeah. work. <laughs> <laughs>
2: sure. Oh, I'll have to try could that out sometime. I, I have a few radios Good here. I, could, uh, <laughs> I have a couple radios here. I could break it for you. <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um, well, let's bring Russ in here to see if uh, he has anything on what we've discussed so far. I'm sure he's asleep or halfway through that bottle of Caliban. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm not drinking the Calimet. So, <clears throat> oh. He's under some swell yeah. then.
0: I, I am under some swill. I just did the Fighting Cock 103, so. Oh, that was not too bad. That's <laughs> not too bad. It comes from Heaven Hill, as we discovered, so it's it's not a bad whiskey. Um, I've uh, not really picked out on any questions that I haven't heard an answer to already, except for with the other loggers that you've done, like Winter Field Day Lager and the regular Field Day Logger, and the fact that... I think while they're they're contest specific, I think they're built in such a way that they could be used for other contests and not one MM being another contest logger that already has uh winter field day and field day built into it. Do you see these uh combined into a single project at some point or are they gonna remain separate?
3: Uh well that's a good question. Um I'd have to write a plug for each thing. So Probably yes. The short answer is probably yes. It, it's not going to happen before field day, <laughs> it's the you know. So basically, because there's already a stable thing that does that, and then uh, I'd have to write a whole other thing for it, <laughs> or not one of them. Uh, but I can see that happening because right now, if you look at my GitHub repo, there's a lot of stuff there. So it, it's it's a lot of stuff to maintain. So reducing that would be great. I could get rid of four other programs if I rolled that into not one mm. So I can see that happening. It's it's just one less thing to update.
0: Right. So maybe I missed this in the whole discussion. I don't think I did, but the whole idea behind n1 mm being so popular is that it's um, like it's usable by groups for simultaneous logging guess and so that's all handled seamlessly in not one mm not yet okay
3: (laughs) so there's like i i I was gonna make it fit into their world but then i was reading their docs and it they didn't seem to like they would be friendly with that idea so may just do it so it works with other not one mm instances which is it would be trivial to do um because it they they do frequent updates. I don't know if you've you've seen their, but they do frequent updates all the time. You you relaunch the thing every week. There's a new update. Like mine, uh, if you if you look at my my pip uh, or pipi uh, history of the program, there's probably like fifty pushes, <laughs> fifty releases of it, and it's it's only I've only started it in February. So um, keeping track of their stuff would probably not be feasible. So I would probably just make it work with other instances of itself, and that should be fairly trivial because the database stuff is already built in. Um, it would, I just have to make it listen to the packets. That's all, which it is fairly trivial.
0: Right. Well, I mean, I wasn't. I mean, I've never really used uh, N1MM, so I don't. I don't know how. It, I'm, I'm going purely on what I remember of it being told from a. Other- Third parties. But um since since you use SQLite, I mean it seems like it'd be a short jumping off point to just go straight to like Maria D B or something.
1: No, 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 <laughs> no. no.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, synchronized <laughs> synchronized tables, yes, but not uh definitely not not a, a standalone <laughs> database. I mean, I can tell you from experience <laughs> using N1MM in a multi-station environment, um it's not it doesn't work 100%. Like in theory it works, but it doesn't work 100%. Like it it will fail eventually.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. Certain
2: stations will drop off because, you know, these and every computer has its own set of issues. And yeah. uh, in the end, you will still have to combine all the logs by hand. <laughs> you'll just do it for your own sanity it's only uh you know it's only interesting for like uh let's say you have something listening to all the logs and then posting it on the website so uh, people can see what you're currently working and stuff like that yeah that's fine that's all the you know the whiz bang you know bells and whistles and stuff like that but like you know the essential stuff of that is the fact that you really want to have backup of the log, of the logs kind of ongoing and I yeah. don't think it's it's quite stable enough for that capability at this point yeah. because you rely like, too much on the other computers and they're not really using at least as far as I can tell um, something that actually uh, um, you know some sort of yeah. pre-built thing that uh, handles that kind of online, offline, break apart synchronization thing because it never recovers on its own. Yeah so you yeah. always have to kind of bring it back up you have to kill the instance and bring the instance back up um you know i'm thinking things like you know you know years ago we had like couch db and stuff like that that uh, would seamlessly disconnect and connect and resynchronize everything when it reconnects um automatically and stuff like that and nowadays we have a lot more things that kind of do this uh you know uh, database you know cuz like most of your applications are separated from you know the internet sometimes because you have them on your phone <laughs> like yeah. they will lose state quite quickly <laughs> and they yeah, need yeah, to yeah. recover state and like uh desktop apps generally aren't developed that same way. So, yeah. so it, it does suffer from the fact that it doesn't think it should care about that.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But the, if I make it work like my, like the field day loggers, the field day loggers I write, uh, they they keep track of if the server has heard their response. Like like they'll send out a packet saying, "Hey, I contacted this person," and the 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 server will get it and send a response saying, "Okay, I have it. I logged it." And then it'll clear a dirty flag in the database, so it knows that the server's got it. And if the server dies, you could like wipe the server out, start over with a completely fresh one, and then press one button on each logger, and it'll send their whole log to the the server again, so it can relog it, like on the fly. So it's the the Field Day one is fairly re- resilient. So I figure I'd do the same thing with this because <laughs> it's tried and true. <laughs>
0: So you'd have multiple instances logging locally and then synchronizing to a centralized location that it can pull from periodically to make sure that it's that everybody's in sync.
3: Yeah, there, there's like, basically there's two copies of the contact at all times, unless the server crashes or the client crashes. The client crashes me. I haven't, I haven't written a, a thing to say, Hey, give me all the contacts I did from the server. That, that's a feature. So I'll add that. Um, <laughs> I just thought of that. That'd be good. Uh, if the server crashes, it's no big deal. You just say send all contacts, and then it'll it'll send everything to the server. Make sure the server got it, log everything, and then the, the server will generate a log.
0: Does the, you know, like, the client's like heartbeat with the server to make sure that there's... Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like the, every client
2: should be, the client should be syncing to each other as well, right? Because uh, that's sort of how, I think, n one M works. It doesn't really... Yeah, that's the how they do it. Everybody... Server.
3: Everybody, Everybody gets, gets a copy in N1MM. I don't know if I like that,
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> because if if you make a contact and then you you make an update and the other guy doesn't get the update, and then you got two conflicting things going on. Uh,
2: yeah, that's why they get out of sync quite often.
3: So. Yeah, it's definitely it's, not it's clean. For sure. Yeah, it's true. <laughs>
2: I think they do have a right. synchronize button that they added at some point. Where if you, yeah. you know, did that, your client disconnected or whatever, you could resynchronize. But I don't, I'm not sure exactly what that does. <laughs>
3: yeah, I, I, you can't tell. <laughs> black box. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So. Total, total black yeah. box.
3: <laughs> it'll, it'll work. I mean, it's. You know, if it doesn't work, I'm sure somebody will tell me, and I'll fix it. <laughs>
2: Well, this is obviously a product that, uh, you know, is, isn't, isn't being, is being built. So it's a, uh, it's beta, maybe even alpha in some cases, right. In some features. Um, so yeah. this is, yeah, it, uh, you know, try at your own peril kind of thing.
3: Right. But I, I kind of like the beta part because, you know, you could just say, I'm oh, sorry, it's beta. <laughs> yeah. Let me know what's broke. I'll fix it. Still beta, but you know, hey,
2: I don't know. That's that's a really high release number. You have you're giving this stuff here. I don't know. What is it? Yeah,
3: well, it's just a date because I release like I (laughs) I commit so often.
2: I see it now. Yeah,
3: yeah, (laughs) (laughs) like every few days boom, 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 boom. So, yeah, but I'll be retiring from work soon, so I'll have a lot more time to work on it. So, that will be be better. (laughs) better. Yeah, (laughs) it'll be better. I, oh, I doubt I'll change the, the the numbering of the versioning system, so it's just it, it's, it is what it is.
2: It makes it feel like a very mature product when you have a, you know, that's right. a version 23. It's
3: very <laughs> grandiose. It's been around for years.
2: Yeah, this is a solid product. It's still in beta, though. <laughs> yeah. It feels like a Google product. You know? It took them you know, how many yeah. years to take beta off
3: of Gmail. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm surprised they haven't killed it yet. But, yeah. yeah, we're still waiting. <laughs> Yeah, they kill everything. Just just when you get used to using it and going, Hey, this is a great product. Oh, we're sunsetting that. Oh, thanks. Okay. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, what else should we talk about with uh not one MM before we make this uh, you know a ten hour podcast? Uh what have what have what have I not talked about that you want to kind of highlight as uh as an important uh item or feature that uh, maybe is unique?
3: Uh, well there's really I mean it's a logger. What can be unique about? It? it it does what it does um i'm really looking for people to submit uh like uh their ideas of what it needs and or, or a pr even so but mo- mostly feature requests or or actually hey this broke you know there's nothing better than actual people using it and going hey this thing you didn't think of checking you know it worked 3 months ago but you you forgot to check that it worked last week it is now broken so <laughs> you know that's always important
2: so the uh, uh i did want to add one more thing i guess here uh the contests themselves you support yeah uh-huh. obviously quite a lot of different contests um yeah, and i was I, I was just kind of going through the plugins directory here and seeing the uh seeing the the guts behind uh doing the contest configurations Um yeah yeah, yeah. um i,
3: I i've ri- i've written the ones that I personally work again because I wrote it for me. So the, the contests that are in there that it says it works, they work because I worked them and it, it worked and I submitted a Cabrillo at the end, but, um, the, the plugins is is code. It's not like the, yeah. like, NONMM uses, like, something called UDC. Or it's like a text file, basically. Yeah, yeah it's fun.
2: like configuration yeah. files that people can kind of yeah. write on their own and sort of yeah. interpolates and tries to build the contest based upon that. Yeah.
3: Right, right. But this, my plugins are actual Python code. So I try to make it, I wrote a, um, I'm probably still writing, um, like a, a behind the scenes kind of plug thing like a, an anatomy of a plugin. Mm-hmm. so you if you needed to write one yourself you could possibly do it you know or or do your best and then send me what you got and i'll fix it you know if, if you really want to work a specific contest that i don't cover so that should probably be up there's just there's just so much going on in the back end that it's kind of hard but i i did my best in documenting um what you need to do to write a plugin so you can write your own plugin.
2: Yeah I mean I'm just looking at just a random one here and it, it actually doesn't look look too
3: awful bad <laughs> so. right right but, but that you, you you write software I'm assuming so you would yes. you, it, it looks normal to you. <laughs> other people who don't write software they'd be going what is this garbage? you know and <laughs> python's very specific about spacing and tabbing and everything and they could end up just just having a horrible experience writing a plugin for it because they're not they're not used to it so yeah yeah yeah. it's almost like you need to
2: create a you know abstract that out and you know kind of have that configuration file have kind of like your score kind of built in and then you know have it read the rules of the scoring and kind of lay out like this is how you would you know put you know like uh, how how would you uh it's almost like you know handling macros for the f1 keys and stuff like that you kind of give macros for building and then you interpret that
3: that. it gets really difficult there's one contest I, i wrote a plugin for it's like hey, if uh, if they're outside your continent and you're running this band at this power, they get this many points. And then this band, and then there's a whole table oh, yeah. of, I mean, you're going to write that in a text file? I'm, I'm assuming it's possible. I haven't figured out how to parse that in a text file, but I'm sure it's possible. It's just not fun. It's a huge case <laughs> statement, right? <laughs> yeah.
0: It's like this whole logic in thing. <laughs>
3: Yeah. And, oh. <laughs>
2: Uh, oh. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you know, you're open to pull requests, you're open to enhancement requests, uh, you're using the yeah. issue system, I'm assuming. I didn't even look at that.
3: Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah, 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 okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and there aren't any open issues, people, so get out there and make an issue. Really? For Christ Jesus. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we can't have this. This is a perfect product. It's got 23 versions, right? You know, it's version 23 dot, you know, whatever, six dot three. <laughs> Such yeah. a such a mature program. It doesn't even have a single bug.
0: <laughs> I, I just found one. It, I got an error when I was connecting to it via SSH. Tried to enter a call sign, and it got uh, some sort of de-jupe, no pre-check uh, module or something. What are you doing? Well, here, <laughs> you're, uh, you're
3: I'm <laughs> into what <laughs> In
0: SSH into a UI. What are you talking about? No, no, no. no. I was I was uh, running the not one mm across an SSH tunnel because i'm not on. oh, the oh okay. so i'm not doing anything funky <laughs> but um doing it that way it came up fine i i have the the ui window and let me see if i can get it to come back up again here real quick yep okay so i've got the the window up and i type in a call sign here um n6gte <laughs> and it crashes Object has no attribute Cabrillo name.
3: Did you make
0: a contest? Well, shouldn't it not bomb if I don't?
1: <laughs> yes.
3: Well, how did you well, you Did you just close the window that said create a contest? <laughs> yes. Yes, we did. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, okay. I'll, I'll change that. I'll, I'll do a default.
2: Fail <laughs> back to uh, oh, you, you really meant to create a DX, uh, you know, default uh, contextual yeah. window. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs>
3: like I have no idea what you're doing. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you, you so the should... fun part about interacting with users is they uh, generally don't follow the workflow you think they're going to follow. So, like, yeah. Uh,
3: yeah, this is yeah, this is exactly my point of what it needs is people to look at it and go, oh, you screwed up. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you should
2: definitely document that like how to how to properly uh, you know document an issue to me like tell me the steps you took to reproduce this
3: <laughs> yeah because if you put I I SSHed into it and it crashed i'm like what
2: <laughs> yeah exactly why would you do that <laughs> Now, what exactly did you hit? How many times did you hit cancel before you put in that call sign? Right now. <laughs> All right, let me try this this way. So one Delta
0: Missouri uh, return. Oh, see, it works. That it
2: works when you you know do it the way you expect to to be done. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah, probably needs a little more error handling to throw to something back to the exactly. user, right? Yeah, you know, so it doesn't well, totally drop out of the app when you crash, right? Yeah,
1: yeah.
3: I just need to create the the part that creates the database when it's not there. I should have it read it and then fill it with one like the general logger thing or something.
2: Yeah. Yeah. We're just throw something as a database doesn't exist or something. Yeah.
0: Why is there no, why is there no exit in the file dropdown
3: exit in the file drop?
2: Yeah.
0: Usually in the file dropdown of an application, there's an exit, like get out of the application. You, you don't have,
3: Oh, that. just close the damn window.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I understand that, but come on, this is how people it's, use things.
3: Alt f four. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Hard close it.
0: The database uh, isn't. I just on, yeah. this application because that that uh, issue uh, thing over on GitHub is going to fill up real quick. Be- <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay, I'll put a quit in there. Uh, that that can't be too hard.
0: <laughs> You don't have to do anything. I'm just saying. I, when I, you know, yep. when I see a file drop down, or you know,
3: I sort of expect an exit. I don't. I don't expect people to ever not run it. They always want to run it.
2: Yeah, it should be
0: running. Always be running. Oh, so yeah. <laughs> so you should make it so that
2: there's no way to kill it. That's <laughs> yeah. right. You turn <laughs> it, up, Pop it you... up. Every time you get close to the uh, X window, it just like moves. It moves the whole window. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <What's... laughs> That's too yeah. funny uh oh you got anything else no i don't i, I don't dare to even
0: touch it anymore because i'm just you know afraid that the <laughs> the workload is just going to triple here if i even if i even work with this thing so
3: it'll be fine don't worry Let me fix fixed tomorrow
2: okay yeah, <laughs> yeah. another version 23.6.12 yep. uh, right alpha <laughs> yep you know, it'll be out of beta in about six years maybe maybe <laughs> maybe yeah uh, possible maybe we'll be at a version 24 by then
3: yeah perma beta
2: alpha yeah okay <laughs> Uh yeah, I don't have anything else. So, well, that's not very exciting. So, well, I <laughs> this, this is the this is the point, part part of the podcast where we we ask uh Mike if he has anything else that he's working on that he'd like to share or anything that we have missed that we didn't talk about or anything else funny that we need to mention to uh end at least this uh this segment of the uh the deep dive.
3: Oh, there I I'm, I work on lots of stuff all the time, so you can look through my GitHub and pick things out you like and you don't like, and please be kind. Uh, I'm only one guy, you know, doing doing a lot of stuff, so uh, doing my best. So uh, yeah, uh, contribute if you would like, and that'd be great. So that's it.
2: Awesome, and everybody can get to you via via that uh, the GitHub page. Obviously, you have all your contact deets on there.
3: Yeah, yeah, can, email Mastodon. GitHub messages, all that happy stuff.
2: Awesome, awesome. Well, uh, thanks for uh, thanks for joining us this evening on talking about not one MM. It's not N one m It's not one MM. And That's uh right. this has been <laughs> Mike talking with us uh, K six GTE. Uh, thank you, uh, thank you for joining us. Yeah, thanks yeah, very much. Fun to be here. <laughs> All
3: right,
0: well, we'll have you again when when you uh come out of beta right so yeah, yeah,
3: maybe do a big announcement twenty twenty thirty five or whatever
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right bro. isn't there some uh, epic date thing or another uh another like, like a unix, unix yeah unix roller crazy. thing like twenty thirty five or something like that I think it's twenty 28. twenty eight twenty twenty eight okay it's when
2: epoch time rolls over,
3: yeah, something to look forward to. <laughs>
2: Yeah, something well, like why, that. It's why close 20, to twenty-eight. yeah. <laughs> Everybody needs to upgrade to 64-bit by then. That way we won't have that problem, so.
3: Right. Well, it should have a long time ago, but yeah, okay.
2: Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> no, we
3: had some so we can keep counting from
2: 1970.
0: Like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we, we had yeah. several people come by the booth saying, uh, do you have this for 32-bit? <laughs> it's like, uh, uh, might be time to, you know, <laughs> move on already. <laughs> yeah, uh, I get the legacy hardware thing. I, I do. I really do. But yeah, it's about time.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Long ago.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, Mike. I really appreciate you being here. And um, uh, I'm going to see if I can break not 1mm some more.
3: <laughs> yeah, break it a lot.
0: <laughs> <laughs> good. Yeah. All right. Well, with that. Yeah, thanks again. And, uh, we just have a couple of things here to close out the show. Uh, some announcements and feedback. I do have one bit of feedback. It's, I've been working with a, uh, a ham named Brian who has an IC7300 who's been having trouble getting it working with WSJTX. There's some sort of weird ham live integration problem. Uh, I've been in contact with him through Facebook, having a back and forth and, uh, haven't got it resolved yet because life here is hectic, but hopefully we'll, uh, get back to that and, Try and get him working. He said something about uh, whenever he connects the rig, it just goes into PTT like immediately and doesn't come out. So I don't know. I, I've, I know people use the IC 7300 with WSJTX all the time. So I'm not sure what's
2: going on there. Yeah, start with a factory reset. That's my suggestion first. And that way you're back to where it should be. <laughs> and then uh, I think that you do have to change the CIV setting. So it's uh, in a normal number. I don't know why they assigned it some weird CIV address. Um, out of the box, and I th- think That's the only two things that we touch when we set them up for the KTPSA. So, uh, but I would definitely recommend a reset first and just reset everything because that's what I do anytime something doesn't look right or doesn't act right. <laughs> it's like I drop the SD card in <clears throat> and I reset everything the way I want it. So,
0: well, that might be I'll, I'll put those out there as suggestions to have him uh, reset the device and to check the CIV
2: address. So, yeah, because I think that's like a common issue people have with it, especially if they have more than one ICOM rig laying around the addressing becomes a problem but yeah there's Uh, something specific with the 7300 in the civ address that i just comes to mind you can probably just google it and it'll probably be the first hit all
0: right very good i will definitely put that in the thread with him and hopefully that'll help him out a little bit and that's really all i had and then down into the new subscribers supporters and live participants i'm just going to skip everything because there's only one uh on discord serial coder so thanks for joining on the social medias there. There was nothing else in anywhere that I could find. So hopefully with a couple more episodes coming out, since there was kind of a lull there for about three weeks um, now that we're, we're back, hopefully more folks will be jumping in and uh, participating in various ways. But other than that, we had our live show folks who uh thanks for showing up late because we are recording considerably later than usual. Like even later than late normally is, Um we had Tony K4XSS, Ted wa 0 eir Steve K7HPT, and I guess we can uh, mention Mike K6GTE because he's usually here in the you know in the in the chat room in the Peanut Gallery, and, and I guess he technically still is. So is that it? I believe that. everybody. I think I, yeah, I think I got everybody. All right. Well, that means we are down to the end of the show. So thanks everybody for listening. We're glad you tuned in. Uh, we really appreciate it. We really appreciate all our patrons and subscribers and everybody who just downloads the show. It really helps us out. And uh, we wouldn't do this if it weren't for you all. So have a great week and hope you'll tune in for the next one. This has been episode number 507 of Linux in the Ham Shack. I'm Russ K5TUX for the on assignment,
2: Cheryl W5MLO. And I'm Bill (laughs) NE4RD73.
1: Thank you for listening to this episode of Linux in the Hamshack. LHS is a community-sponsored podcast. Our website is located at lhspodcast.info. You can support the podcast by visiting the LHS Patreon page at patreon.com-lhspodcast or by using the contribute list on the homepage. We have a presence on Discord, Facebook, IRC, Twitter and YouTube. You can also drop us an email at info at lhspodcast.info or leave us a voicemail at 1909 LHS show. That's 1909 547 7469. Visit the online LHS merchandise store at shop.lhspodcast.info for fun and fashionable show-themed merchandise. Until next time, remember to always heed your hedonism.